With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game-changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning. Morning. How are we feeling? Morning. How's everybody feeling? Yeah. Feeling good. Everybody ready fired go, up, ready yeah. to rock. You know, yeah. LeVar yeah. Arrington yesterday said... He's tired of the Lamar Jackson stuff. Oh, There's boy. no other angles. Oh, no. There's no other layers. There's Lamar responded. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He hurt you. Yes, he did. So this is the situation uh, currently going on in Baltimore. And the timing was a little interesting. Right about the time John Harbaugh was ready to meet with the media, Lamar Jackson decided, you know what? I'm going to go to Twitter, and I'm going to let everybody know kind of what's going on behind the scenes. So Lamar Jackson wrote the following on social media. Quote, a letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for all of the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate you all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. In regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. And everyone that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I, no matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore, Flock Nation, and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. And wanted to point out that the Ravens organization has not been interested in meeting his value. That is where Lamar Jackson finds himself on social media, dropping that uh, bombshell yesterday to which John Harbaugh then sat down. And of course, the first thing that he was asked about was the tweet from Lamar Jackson. And this is how everything went down there in Phoenix. I haven't seen the tweet. It's an ongoing process. Uh, I'm I'm following it very closely, just like everybody else is here. And uh, looking forward to a resolution. I'm excited thinking about Lamar all the time. I'm getting ready for Lamar. That's what I'm doing in our offense. We've got a new offensive coordinator. Very excited about Todd Munkin. Uh, we're in the we're in the lab right now, building the offense and putting it together with the terminology and the plays and things like that. And that's that's what you focus on as a coach. We made a decision to go with Lamar Jackson five years ago, right? Why? Because we love him. We love him. We love the way he plays. We love his mindset, his charisma, his style, uh, the way he's in the locker room. Everything about him, we love him. I love him personally. I love being the coach the team that he's playing quarterback for. So, there we go. That's the situation in Baltimore. A little bit messy, I would say. A little bit of a problem with everybody involved. It's hard for me to listen to a a tweet like that and take it with any seriousness. I mean, for starters, I mean, he wants out so bad, he's got a guy selling home gym equipment. (laughs) He's got calling around on his behalf to other teams. The Dolphins, which I know for a fact, he's trying to get in touch with them. Obviously, Lamar is from South Florida, and that's where this Ken guy lives. <laughs> it's a two for one. Hey, you sign Lamar, we'll give you a Bowflex. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, could have had any Gazelle. name other than Ken. <laughs> What's wrong with Ken? Well, you know, told me off Ken. off air. You told me off air about Ken. Yeah, you know? it's a great yeah. point. I mean, it, it goes with air? Barbie. I'm a little bit confused. Well, it just goes with Barbie. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. 
or or Kathy or is it Kathy? Who knows? And who cares? What, which one's the one that is always in people's business and oh Karen. Karen? You're thinking Karen. of Karen, yeah. But isn't didn't you tell me that Ken is a Karen? Isn't that the male version of Karen? Ken is Karen's you? husband? Yeah, yeah. yeah there right. you go. I'm not quite yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I thought you told me that off air, Joe. Jonas no, would definitely know. not. I, I bet oh. Jonas would know. That's not me. That wasn't you. I'm that focused on else? football. That was you that told me that. Some, some call him Kenny Knox. Yeah. You know? Oh. Big, big, big K Knox. Yeah. Or, or Kenny <laughs> Kenny Power Knox. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. How about that? That is yeah. a great point. A lot you could do with that name. Uh, but there's not a lot you can do with Lamar Jackson's tweet at this point because apparently well, they're not interested in meeting. There's his a few true things value. you could do with with the tweet. <laughs> yeah. What's that? There are a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You want me to say, it or you 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 want no, to you jump on it? You, you, you said. I, I mean, I, I mean, my takeaway from it was was basically, you either pay me my value, or trade me because y'all not, you guys aren't trying to win a Super Bowl. Like I don't think Lamar Jackson believes they can win a Super Bowl, so it's like pay me or bust. I think that's can, what I took away from it. Can I? Can I? Because obviously that's what he's saying in this, right? That, that's what he's trying to say to them. Here's what's so hilarious: is anyone out there right now can literally send in an offer sheet if they really want Lamar? They can send in an offer sheet right now to Baltimore, and in essence, Baltimore would have to match it, or they would let him go, and they get a couple of first round picks in exchange. That's what's hilarious. And if anyone wanted to trade for him, they would have put in an offer. They would have tried to make something happen at at this point. You know why? Because giving up two first-round picks for a quarterback who's been an MVP, who's as young as Lamar is, would be a steal. It's going to take more than just two first-round picks to get a trade done. And yet, no one wants him. And so that's not to say that the Colts or someone might not, after the draft, if they don't get the quarterback they want, they might not be interested in in Lamar Jackson then. But the reality is he, as in Lamar, has made this such a circus that he's made himself look bad in the process. Having a, a guy call up teams instead of just hiring an agent or hiring an attorney who's certified by the NFLPA, Turning down and talking about the offers you've turned down, $133 million fully guaranteed, which every single player in the history of the NFL would have probably taken, or at least strongly considered and not tweeted about it, saying, oh, it's not good enough. It's bizarre to me the way things have gotten, but it's all on him. And I think if you're, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, this is why you're hesitant to want to commit to him long term. It's it's these sorts of things that he's doing right now that make this look so much worse. I love Lamar Jackson, but this comes across as him pouting. So you're like Harbaugh. Yeah. You know, no, that I, was in my notes too. Temper tantrum. That was that was in my notes. It like doesn't it strike you as somebody who's literally throwing a temper tantrum on social media because they didn't get their way, and so now they're they're trying to direct traffic uh, over to a website so he can answer fans' questions, and like just the the behavior, the constantly going to Twitter, uh, you know, the the buddy slinging bow flexes in a field in Fort Lauderdale somewhere, who's calling up teams trying to get an offer sheet. I want to get a trade without realizing the Ravens could just slap the tag on you and get a couple of first and return like i love lamar jackson love everything about him but it seems like he's pouting that's how this comes across well he's definitely not happy about where the situation is i mean in an ideal situation he gets the deal that he wants there is no drama and you continue to move forward it's in the moments where you don't get exactly what you felt you were worth you don't get it done in the manner of which you would want to get it done and when the way you handle it, it, those situations in those scenarios, in a lot of ways, is a part of your your resume. It's a part of your your reputation as well. And and so this has become a toxic um, exchange, a, a toxic deal. I almost feel like at this point, it's getting 
maybe it's there, but it's it's if not there, it's dangerously close to it being so toxic that it's almost like you can't give him a contract. You you can't go forward with him um, just based off of what he's he's letting the public know, you know, in terms of how he feels about Baltimore. I, I think but, but it's if you're any other organization and you're watching this, that's why a part of his him? resume. Well, it's now a part of his resume. And that's that is a part of your interviewing process. Like, so you're right. It, it does create that that feeling from other teams. Like, why would I why would we want to end up in the same scenario that Baltimore is in right now? Like when people like sit there and go, well, Justin Herbert, he hasn't won an MVP. And they're starting negotiations. He might sign a $500 million deal. Okay, so what, Lamar deserves a $500 million deal just because he's got an MVP? Look at all the baggage. Look at, look at all what a team's going to have to deal with, with the way he's handled this entire situation. No one wants it. The reality is, you know what this isn't? It's not professional. Like, that's how Lamar Jackson is coming off right now. It's not professional. He's not being professional in any capacity. And, and let's just take into account this. So March 2nd, he makes this trade request, right? Here's what the Ravens have done since then. They've signed Nelson Aguilar, a wide receiver. They've brought in Todd Monk in this offseason to revamp the offense. He's one of the better and respected offensive minds. They drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round in 2021. They've continually built up the offensive linemen around him. They drafted Tyler Lindebaum at center in the first round of last year's draft. They signed Zeitler in 2021 and Morgan Moses to help shore up their offensive line. They've done nothing but try to continue to build this team around his skill set to let him be successful. I mean, the reality is he's a special dynamic player, but he's not a player who's been able to excel purely playing from the pocket. That's okay. No one's saying he has to be. But to sit there and act like Baltimore hasn't done a lot to help appease him and help him win – you're lying. And so this whole thing right now comes off as incredibly unprofessional with the way he's conducting himself. I think regardless of if it if it appears that Baltimore is doing the right thing or not, it still comes down to the way you handle it, right? I mean, you don't have to like the way things are being handled. And I would just say because I, I you know, for me I I always support the player. Like I'm always player pro player but there's also a way you go about doing what you're doing and and how you handle your business and I just I just feel like it's it's accurate like I can't I would love to be able to say like Q like that's that's not that's not it like that that's that's incorrect this is a guy who deserves what he deserves you know what we would be saying if if Lamar Jackson has said nothing and has been quiet the whole entire time and at at the best at at best have somebody who's at least certified so that certain rumors if rumors start to hit and you're doing things correctly people will be your mouthpiece for you he's that good he's that good where people will be your mouthpiece for you it's like you got to hold the line when you're in negotiations you got to hold the line it's like you got to wait like the whole sand you got to wait to see the white of their eyes like hold it hold hold he's not holding he's not holding and and it's sad and it's unfortunate because regardless of if he's right or if he's wrong we'll start keeping score and we'll we'll start measuring differently than what we would have if we were being pro player now he puts he puts people like me he puts people in the media that will want to support and want to back him up he puts us in a non it's it's we don't have any leverage i don't have any leverage to sit here and say lamar jackson he's right he needs to be compensated so so on and so forth i could give a whole lot of arguments as to why he should be paid just as much as any other quarterback in the league especially Deshaun Watson if he's if you're using him as the barometer but when you start to come unraveled and you start to say things like you basically sent out a a thank you note a a parting ways note that's a college note when I'm declaring for the draft and I'm leaving school that's a college note 
That's the note that you, you send out to your fans. It's just, to me, you're trying to defend yourself. You, you're, you're putting things out there that can't be taken back, and you're creating damage where now it's all about damage control. And in these scenarios, there's no such thing as damage control because you're negotiating. So I, I, it's, it's bad. It's it's bad. It could have been handled a whole lot better, um, and I think less would have been way way more for Lamar Jackson in this scenario. You know, Brady is a big. He's one of those guys that goes on Twitter and scores fights. Like he'll be watching a boxing match, he'll score the fight on Twitter. He'll watch a UFC fight, he scores it on Twitter. Uh, if you're scoring this fight right now between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, uh, he's down on the cards, and we're getting really late into the fight. Uh, in mm. fact, it's, it's pretty much a knockout. Out. It's yeah. just bizarre to me when he talks about like wanting to be somewhere else. I'm like, dude, anyone right now can submit an offer to have you come play for them, and they are not. Like Washington reiterated that they're not in on Lamar Jackson. Like teams are only coming out and saying they're not in on you. And to me, it has everything to do with the fact that when you look at every other quarterback that's going to be signed, it's the manner in which they're handling themselves. It's not about talent. Lamar is one of the most talented players that has ever played this game. It's about how he's conducting himself. If you're doing something where you're causing teams to potentially be fined $50,000, which basically you're doing something illegal, if that's how you conduct business, I'm sorry, this league doesn't want to work with you. And that's, a, and that's, in essence, what he was doing by having some Ken guy who's slinging you know, gazelles around or whatever he's doing, <laughs> calling around teams. Like it, it's, the entire thing is incredibly, incredibly unprofessional. And that now plays a part in why teams might be hesitant to give him the offer that he's looking for. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The other big story in the NFL that we've been monitoring and tracking throughout the course of the offseason is the Aaron Rodgers situation and whether or not there's going to be some sort of a deal done with the New York Jets. Uh, you've got Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, who spoke yesterday at the meetings in Phoenix, and he talked about just, you know, not necessarily going to be a number one pick. They're trying to get value, still going through the motions. But what was interesting is he did talk about the plans for the organization and how that might have changed following the year because of an inability to reach one Aaron Rodgers. You know, as we got out of the offseason or after the season and we, we had a good conversation um, and then you know, we're, we're going to have some follow-up conversations and our inability to reach him or for him to respond in any way, I think at that point then we just kind of had to, we had to, I had to do my job and kind of reach out and understanding that a trade could be possible uh, and see who was interested. So I think obviously it was a disappointing season, right? And you come out of the season, you have a lot of conversations not only with Aaron, but with uh, the rest of the team, coaches and everybody. And as you go through that process, you kind of get an idea of where you're going to move to, you know, as a team, how you're going to go forward. And I think I was really looking forward to the conversations with Aaron to see how he fit into that. Uh, those never transpired. So, you know, there, there came a time where we kind of had to, we had to make some, you know, decisions. So we went through his representatives to try to kind of talk to him where we were going with our team. And at that point, um, you know, they informed us they would like to, to be traded to the Jets. So the Packers GM version of the story is a little different than what Roger said on uh, Pat McAfee's show starring A.J. Hawk a couple of weeks ago, in which he said he got the impression that they were ready to move on and that things had changed once he got out of the darkness. So there's uh, now we're not really quite sure who the hell is telling which side of the story and which side of the story is accurate there. So more more drama between a uh, star quarterback it's and the messy, front office. This is a messy, toxic situation, too. <laughs> And and, great. and they're talking too, you know. And it's it's. I would say the only difference here is there's no Ken. That's the difference. Yeah. Th- well, there is no Ken. That that's the difference. A little more um, professionalism involved. In it this one. is a little bit more professionalism in, involved in this one. Um, and there are there there is a trade uh, suitor that's involved in in this one as well. And oh yeah. Aaron Rodgers already got paid. You know, he already has has gotten the contract that he wanted to get out of out of the the Green Bay Packers leading into um being where they're at right now. It's it's a much more strategically sound position that Aaron Rodgers is in and I I think he's handling it in a way that I mean, listen, I would say less is more here as well. But Aaron Rodgers is much further along in his career, which is another element of of this this conversation. He's much further along in his career. And for what it's worth, there is no disputing what what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table as as a player. Now, I will say this. Aaron Rodgers aired out the 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 Green Bay Packers front office. The, the year before, I guess, the, what, the year before this one, before the Nick Cage yeah. entry into to yes. training camp? Yeah. I mean, there are things that he has done that would be considered very toxic and could be a part of his and should be a part of his resume in terms of how other teams would want to deal with him. But with that being said, he does have a team that wants him. And and it'll be interesting because for what it's worth is as different as this may seem, the toxicity of this situation could lead to Aaron Rodgers being almost in the same situation that Lamar Jackson is in, which is you're stuck with your team. He could end up being stuck with the Green Bay Packers, and that would be tremendously entertaining but it would also be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, uh, A.J. Hawk should start slinging, like, rogue echo bikes. You know, that's in Columbus. I mean, yeah. why not? Like, make that happen if he wants to Great represent point. Rodgers. You know? Great point. Yeah, I'm just saying. But yeah, that little, calling, little, calling other teams on his behalf. Yeah, I mean, a little 614 reference there for you, I mean, Brady. at least he played yeah, What up, 614? What, what up? up? Yeah. What up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I, look. 
These scenarios to me are two very different scenarios. You know, this is a transaction that hasn't taken place because the compensation hasn't been agreed upon. However we got here, whether it was, you know, Rogers' representation letting the team know he wanted to move on, whether it's the Green Bay Packers organization now trying to save face in all of this, it doesn't matter. Green Bay has their quarterback in Jordan Love, even though Andy Reid apparently wasn't aware of who that was during an interview in the owners' meetings. Um, Aaron Rodgers is ready to move on to New York, and it's just the, the, the trade that's holding this whole thing up. So what that ends up being, everyone's trying their best to guess. You know, everyone's making it about, well, pick this year, next year's conditional. Okay. Like, okay. I mean, take your, take your guess. I've said before, if the 13th overall pick would get the deal done, give it away. I, my, 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 whole, my whole thought behind that is, if it's worth two years of Rodgers, which, again, I, I, he's going there for two years. I, he's not going to uplift his life to New York for a one and done. Um, it, it's worth it. But, again, the, the Jets have to be willing to give that up. And front offices covet picks like no one's business. I mean, it's just they love having draft picks, especially a 13th overall draft pick. Because they could turn that into more draft picks, or they could turn that into just sitting there and taking the pick. I mean, they they love their draft picks. It's like my little kids and their Paw Patrol toys. They love them, like absolutely love them. That's what, how front offices treat draft picks. They are obsessed with them. They watch the show. They play with the toys. You take one, it's gonna be a fight. So they're trying to figure out how they can come up with the right compensation to make this work. Given that he, you know, they, they want to see how, how he performs. They want to see how much he plays. And, and that's going to be part of this whole equation. But it, it'll get done eventually. The whole Baltimore-Lamar situation, I, I mean, unless there's another team involved, there's really not much to talk about. And, and that's the hard part is there's not another suitor. And there easily could be. Like, that's the biggest difference is any team has the opportunity to throw in an offer right now. You can make that case to Green Bay. And, and maybe there's another team that would want to throw an offer on Rodgers, but he's already made it his public intention to be in New York. And, and you know, they're already meeting and they've already had those conversations and signing players that he wants. So I, I, I just I think they're two completely different scenarios, even though we're both talking about quarterbacks. I, I just don't know how anybody looks at talking, this. Talking quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I just don't know how anybody looks at this and thinks this is just going to be a one and done. Because one of the things that's been out there, Charles Robinson says, well, you know, one of the sticking points for the Jets, uh, Charles Robinson from Yahoo covers the NFL. One of the sticking points is, you know, they want to have, you know, some confirmation that he's going to be there for more than one year. You know, they want to make sure that Roger... This isn't just a one-and-done deal. And they point back to Roger saying that when he went underground to that gopher hole and, uh, you know, weed smoke Oregon or whatever that town's called, that he went in there 90% retired, 10% wanting to come back. And so they're a little bit hesitant, you know, that they want to pull the trigger on a deal like this because they want to know that he's all in. Like If he tells you and you've got recent evidence of, hey, got a chip on his shoulder, guy's got a little bit of a red ass, what did he do after they drafted Jordan Love and moved up? He went out and won two MVPs. If I'm the Jets, that's all the evidence I would need and a simple conversation with the guy and then get the deal done and move on with your lives. I just I can't believe we're still at this point and, and can, no traction's been made. Can I ask this of you guys? Have you ever felt 90% about one thing and then you went on vacation or you went into a meeting or uh, you took a nap? I, I don't know. You did a, did a radio show and then you felt completely different coming out of it. I mean, everyone's making a big deal about the 90-10. Like, oh, he was almost retired. It's a big percentage. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he was almost retired. It was like, okay. But have you've never in your life felt convicted about something to 90% degree? I mean, I've been 100%. I've been at 100% out on something. And then I can recall just sitting there and maybe Rocky came on. And then that 100% went the opposite direction. And I got my ass up and went to the gym. There like I was, a, I was 100% out. 100% out and then I saw Rocky and 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 it depended on which which one it was um if it was um uh, one that I really really enjoyed and related to and the workout music was was where I wanted it to be yeah I motivated I got up 
Um, I checked on my knee to see how my knee was doing. My knee's been feeling kind of bad, man. I ain't going to lie. I think it's a, a replacement deal. Uh, but I, I just, I, you know, I, I changed my 100%. I'm out to I was 100% in. Hey. I mean, sometimes you just need the proper motivation. I was engaged once. 90% in. I was too. And then all of a sudden I realized, you know, this ain't going to work. I'm with you. Yeah, got out. I was I was like 98% in. <laughs> I mean, even had a baby with her. You know what I mean? Then we were done. I was like. It, it went the other direction. I think I was more like 70, uh, 70, 30. Uh, and then I decided to get engaged just because I got a good deal on the ring. And then about my two dumb we- ass, My dumbass later, flipped. freshman year of college. But go, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I I was about the the same age. Yeah. Yeah. Mistakes are made. You ain't lying. Yeah. (laughs) What are you getting at there? I mean, I'm just saying, just as long as you don't go all the way, you know, (laughs) and stay there. A mistake is only a mistake if left uncorrected, is what they say. Some people. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say. They, you get my point, though. Like, everyone's so hung up on the 90% retired. Yeah, okay, he wasn't 100%. Like, did anyone see over the top? Yeah, Sylvester Stallone was damn near beaten. 90% beaten, guess what? Yeah. He flipped the switch, he came back, and he won. Great point. That's what he does. Yep. That's uh, <laughs> a great point. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, like, you can flip up, the Rocky? switch like LeVar did and get up yeah. and go to the gym. Go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously there wasn't get, a switch in that dark, belly off, man. The dark you know? hobbit hole. I mean, he had to probably light a candle. That was the, the proverbial switch, but... You get my point, right? Like, yeah. we've all been there where we felt one way about something, and I don't know, you, you take some time away from it. You come back and you go, wait, what happened? What's going on? Okay. I, I thought I felt this way, but now I, I realize, like, I, I want to go kick some ass. Like, I, I want to go and go play somewhere else and prove to people that I can win a Super Bowl. I still have it. There's nothing wrong with that. Like the 90-10 thing, it's so bizarre how that's the hang-up right now for a lot of people out there, especially in regards to the, to the trade compensation. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Well, you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, one of the other coaches that was speaking was Sean Payton, who's the brand-new coach of the Denver Broncos, and he spoke about the roughing the passer issue in the NFL and said the following, quote, roughing the passer, I'm not going to say it's a crisis, but whatever is next. Let's say crisis is level five. I'd say level three. It's something we got to be better at. So how do we handle that? So one of the items is being able to possibly challenge roughing the passer. I think that's the one thing to me that stands out that is really up and down. Now, they are going to be voting on this they're going to be voting on some other stuff that that uh, we can get to at some point also some things that aren't on the table to vote for but the roughing the passer penalties have been an issue and it feels like this to me seems like a no-brainer they need 24 of these for it to get passed on whether or not they can make roughing the passer penalties reviewable but i'm skeptical that, that we're going to see anything done or that this is actually going to pass for some reason i get a weird feeling it's not going to pass and they're not going to have 24 people agree on it yeah, I just – anytime we come to this point in time in the year, it seems like we have these discussions about various rules that could be fixed, should be fixed, and the NFL usually sits on its hands because the outrage behind some of the calls just either goes away or people just put up with it. And, and then the players have to adjust to a degree, which it's unfortunate – for the players only because especially on defense I mean those are the guys that constantly have to adjust their game and how they play how they hit and and ultimately face the consequences with the fines for a lot of these measures And, and I'm a quarterback and I'll sit here and tell you I think the rule is absolutely awful for the game at some point you gotta realize there's depth at the quarterback on most rosters for a reason it's a contact sport. It's a collision sport. You're going to have hits where guys get hurt. You can't wrap them in bubble wrap. This isn't the little giants where you wrap them up in one of those egg carton mattresses and you send them off into play. They're going to get hurt. And, you know, I think you, you can figure out the difference between what's unnecessary as far as how a player gets hit and what's just part of playing football. And so, okay, make it reviewable, great. We did this with pass interference. That went nowhere. So that, that's my concern about saying, oh, it's reviewable. Doesn't matter. The NFL and Roger Goodell will continue to do what they want and how they want in the way they implement that rule. So it's, it's unfortunate, but it feels like we're doing our best to wrap up guys in bubble wrap and, and, and continue to, to push that. And I get it. These are the faces of the league, faces of the franchise, you know, Justin Herbert, we talked about, he might sign a $500 million deal. It's a lot of money if he gets hurt in week two and he can't play the rest of the season. That you feel like you're kind of paying a guy and it's, it's left on the table, right? But it, it needs to change. Like, to me, it's awful the position they're putting defensive players in. I mean, it's it rules impact the game. This one in particular is it's – I mean, when you touch a guy's helmet because you're – you're pushing through a blocker and you're trying to, to deflect the ball or an impact the way he throws the ball and, and you touch his helmet, not, not 
punch his helmet, not like egregiously or blatantly or trying to take him out by punching him in the head. Like It's like stuff like that to me that you can get rid of that. Like at the barest minimum, if a guy touches his head, you don't have to call that penalty. You <laughs> like, remember, remember the Derek Carr, Chris Jones penalty where Chris Jones literally stripped him of the football and got called for roughing the passer. Yes, he, he did. He had possession of the ball and got called yes, for roughing did. the passer. Yes, he did. It's just <laughs> it's crazy. It's just it's too much. It's just too much. Like as a defender, as a former defender, you know that the rules are the rules for a reason. Everybody knows that. So you'll adjust and you'll adapt. But some of this is it's not even at the point where it's about adjusting and adapting as a defender. It's about the quality of the game. You're impacting the quality of the game by doing this. And why would you want to compromise the game in that way? Like he touched his head. Okay, that's a grown ass man. Like So to me, when you look at some of the the intent like you don't have to change the 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 reviewing of roughing the passer from the sense that you're right if you're going to pay a guy half a bean to to play football you want him on the field and I don't want him getting hurt but at the same time you are paying guys to do a job and to play in a full contact sport like have we ever heard of a rule that protects anybody on the ice that way like that's full contact sport. Have, have, is there a rule in place uh, that no, protects not, not certain really. guys? No. Like this guy, like Sidney Crosby, we need to make sure he stays on the ice. So if you touch him any way that's too physical and 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 could actually hurt him, which by the way, we've seen a lot of that during his career, you're you're going to get penalty time for that. Like, we're going to put you in the penalty box. We're going to make you pay for it. Like, you don't see that in hockey. Like, to me, I don't. I just don't understand why, why the competition or the rules committee, whoever it is that's making these rules for the quarterback, I don't know why they've lost their way in understanding that it's it's still football. Like, it is still football. If somebody else gets touched on their helmet, you're not calling that flag. There's, there's just certain things that only apply to the quarterback, and, and which I understand certain things should apply to the quarterback. Great. But if it gets to the point of where it's like, come on, man. While you're watching it, like, come on. If this doesn't get approved, and again, I'm skeptical just as Brady laid out because we've seen the NFL have an opportunity to make things right and somehow they figure out a way to F the whole thing up. If this doesn't get approved and you don't get 24 votes from from owners saying they would like to see roughing the pass or penalties be able to be reviewed, I, I give up because at that point, you're not. it's not like you're saying, hey, official, you're doing a bad job. You're just saying, hey, you made a mistake. Let's correct the mistake. We'll get it right, and we're all good here. You're just giving people the opportunity to do that. If, if they can't see that this is going to benefit the game and benefit everybody involved, I, I don't know what, what the hell is the point of even arguing about this stuff anymore. It, it just it's gotten to the yeah, point to it's where. It's hard to argue it. It, it do, just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, don't, I don't understand what else you need to see before you realize there's nothing wrong with getting these calls right. And there, you've seen all the turnover from officials in the NFL this year. Like uh, just this offseason, I think there's 10 different officials that have walked yeah. away that have just – it's like, wait, what? Like 10 different guys have just decided, yeah, I'm out. Like it feels like there's a real problem. It's not working. Something is going on maybe deeper uh, sort of uh, under under the layers of everything else that's being messaged through the media but to see that much turnover just from officials in this off season that feels weird if this doesn't pass that feels weird they just there's a lot of opportunities to get these things right and every single year we have the same arguments the same discussion and nobody ever gets it right i don't get it i really don't well, understand maybe that getting it wrong is getting it right yeah, could be. Ooh. They like the debate. Interesting. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, they like I the like debate. that. Say that again. Getting it wrong is getting it right. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that just could be what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's a no fear t shirt, I think. <laughs> it's all fear t shirt. Yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs>
I mean, the reality is the NFL usually only moves to make changes when they're in discussions about player safety. And this is one where they're trying to protect their quarterbacks. So they're not going to change it. You know, people can be frustrated by it. They're not going to change it. They're going to ask the, the defensive players to change the manner in which, you know, they play the game. The toughest thing is, too, is quarterbacks have become even more athletic. You know, now every guy walking in the league is pretty mobile. So these guys are, are one of two things is going to happen. Either, you know, you're going to find a defensive player who kind of gives up on a play or thinks they've got him sacked and the play's not blown dead and the quarterback extends the play, or you're going to see officials blow the whistle prematurely. And, and then the quarterback's going to be upset because they want to continue to play. And the defensive player's going to be given a sack. You're going to see more and more of that, that sort of thing kind of happen because of this sort of rule. The thing that's crazy to me is that the, the QB sneak play, the, the tush push, yeah. as Jonas calls it. Yeah. They're not doing anything. We have nine teams who have spoken out against it, saying it creates an incredibly unfair advantage for the offense, yet they're not touching it this year because they don't have 24 teams to support it, and they need a, a unanimous decision by the competition committee, which it, it's surprising because it really did – make it all near impossible for teams to stop, whether it's the Eagles and Jalen Hurts who utilized it the best, but other teams who use the same strategy. I, I'm just waiting for a player to get hurt, and, and then finally they'll be like, oh, okay, this isn't a safe play. And, and maybe at that point they'll look to change that rule, but it was discussed, it was talked about, you've got about a third of the league is not a fan of it, yet you know it's still going to remain in there as well. You know, maybe the the move here if they're waiting on an injury have one of these officials blow an ac joint throwing a flag out of his pocket and now they'll just stop throwing as many flags maybe that's what you need you need some sort of an injury to happen during the calling of a penalty and that way they'll put the flags away and we can get a much cleaner game without without so much officiating that might be the move here and look the push play the tush push i didn't come up with that name that's uh, oh, somebody God. else came up with that. I uh, thought it was you. No, much more creative than I am. Uh, somebody else oh. came up with that. But yeah, the, rug- the rugby. No, the what rugby made? scrum. Definitely wasn't me. Oh. Yeah, that play is going to be around for a little bit. And so you. And now, how many players can they line up behind uh, Jalen Hurts? Three max uh, to try and push him over uh, to to get a first down. I mean, I, I, just... I don't think there's a max. I mean, technically, you know, you, you got to have the five offensive linemen so, and right. then two other guys on line seven. So, yeah, I guess three max would be would be <laughs> the number. So yeah. Three yeah. guys pushing one yeah. into into a pile, and that's uh, we're just gonna roll with that little rugby. Jonas came up with liver lube, though. I didn't come up with tush push, though. It's a great, it's Did a you great really game. come up with liver lube? I feel like that's been around. So. Oh, I swear I came up with liver lube. No, I did. I've, I've, yeah. Who else have you heard say liver lube? I've Plenty never heard that. My, my grandfather. Well, okay. I mean, listen, I'm from the Midwest, too. That makes some sense. You know, maybe oh, we're, we're speaking the same language I've there. I've never heard liver lube in my <laughs> life, but, you know. We have different backgrounds, though. By the way, do you think there's some liver lube being uh, taken in at these owners' meetings in Phoenix by some of the coaches oh, there? Oh, man. <laughs> With a side of uh, uh, orchids of Asia? You know? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, come on. Wow. What? 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 Wow. What? I mean. Isn't a- that a sushi place? Uh, yeah. No, no, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I thought that was. What? Is that what that means? Uh, I always thought that was a sushi restaurant. Or Orchids of Asia? Yes. <laughs> no, maybe not. By the way, they specialize in the orchid. Is that place still in business? That place that Bob Kraft used to go to? Uh, the, Lee, can we get an update on that? <laughs> the place that Bob Kraft used to go. Yeah. Used to go pretty bull blast. Well, just, well it was, there was a golfer that went there, too. Like, a bunch of famous people went there, right? I think, yeah, there was, like, a bunch of names that got leaked of people that went there. And one of them was uh, on the PGA Tour, I'm almost positive. He's probably now on the Live Tour, but I'm almost positive he was on the PGA Tour. Uh, is uh, Orchids of Asia still uh, in business, Lee? Uh, looks like their website's still up and running. All right. Hey, how about that? They're probably popular. How about that? Talk they're about probably it. more popular. Uh, yeah, they're oh, probably no. thriving right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they're closed. They're closed. Oh, oh, I was going to say, what a resilient story after all the bad you know, press they got and they're still running Are operations. they closed or did they rebrand? 
I'm seeing a bunch of people saying they closed uh, their doors about two years ago. Yeah, not every door. Now, would that lead you to think that all the people who are customers realized (laughs) they couldn't go there anymore? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, like, did they close because of the situation or was it like once they got in trouble, then it was like, all right, they lost their customer base? (laughs) By the way, who wants to get caught that way? It's a pretty uh, like if you if somebody you're going through your search history and like the missus comes across orchids of Asia. I mean, the go to is what I was looking for some plants. I mean, we're trying to build the garden. We're trying to it is there is like a double meaning to the word that I feel like get people out of trouble a lot of the time. So it's unfortunate. Wouldn't that be why they would name it that, though? Yeah. 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 It's like places at colleges that call the bar the library, you know, so nobody's worried when they get the credit card receipts. Oh, you just were at the library till 2 a.m. Yeah, or it's a big deal. Asia, day spa, and massage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only problem with all receipt theory there is, Jonas, is not many libraries give receipts, especially for any sort of consumption. So. Well, I mean, you know, just yeah. uh, you're, you're writing it, a that, book. That's not really the reason for the name, why they call it that. It's I because when mom and dad call and it's close to midnight, you say, oh, I'm at the library. They say, oh, you're such a good son. Wow. Look at you. What a good student. I mean, it's more for that scenario. I mean, me personally, uh, I, I, I don't lie to my parents. So that's just, that's how I operate. But I mean, if people want to lie out there and live their world in, in falsehood, that's fine. Yeah, I think uh, plenty of college students do. By the way, there, there's people of, there's people that, uh, these pictures online taking selfies in front of the orchids of Asia. <laughs> offers <laughs> a complete menu of massage. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. LaVar's booking a ticket to West Palm right Right. now Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live Oh, 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 O'Reilly You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.